I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the Japanese film Your Name, or Kimi no Nawa. This is a 2016 film that you've maybe heard of if you're at all familiar with films from Japan. Um, because it is, it did well over there. Um, who wants to do a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis, I say, you as do. if I didn't already decide I was going to do it ahead of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So this is a movie about a guy and a girl. He was a boy, she was a girl. Stop it. <laughs> Take that out. <laughs> one lives in uh, the countryside. One lives in Tokyo. Um, so they have very different areas that they live in and very different lives because of it. And there's a meteor that they see um, or right at the beginning of the movie. And shortly after that, there starts being uh, this, this weird thing where they're dreaming as if they're the other person, except it's not just dreaming. They're actually on random days, like switching bodies with each other. And so they kind of have to, to navigate that. Um, and, One's a guy and one's a girl, and they also just live very drastically different like types of lives. So it's interesting to see the ways in which they interact with the lives that the other had, and still has, and then how they try to communicate with each other because they never they don't like call each other on the phone. They're like typing messages or writing messages and stuff like that. And then eventually they they are wanting to actually meet each other and. Uh, great part of the movie is then about that because it proves harder than they expected what did we think about this movie it was really Fantastic. good <laughs> wow yes just um it was an emotional roller coaster in a in the best possible way it was an amazing movie i loved it yeah it was very good <laughs> yeah and we're being vague because you you just need to see it is yes. yeah um we will after the advertisement, we will talk about it. Um, but at a certain point, we're going to kind of give you a point of no return that is earlier than the actual spoiler alert for reasons. Um, but suffice to say, we feel like this is a movie that if you're at all interested in it, is probably better to go in fairly blind and just kind of knowing what I said at the top, because um, that's basically all I knew before I watched it. And, and so if you want what we consider to be probably the best experience, don't listen past that point of no return. Um, otherwise, we will then also have a, a, a regular spoiler alert later in the episode. But yeah. Yeah, you should just go to stop. You should. Pro- I mean, if you listen to this podcast, like you like animation enough probably to want to watch this movie. Just watch it. It's good. It's great. It's so worth it. And yeah, we would suggest you, you stop listening right now, go watch it, and then come join us. Yep. Let's get specific. Got some fun facts up here at the top. Your name was a huge commercial success, especially in Japan, where it grossed 25.03 billion yen, which is around 228 million USD, uh, the film achieved the second largest gross for a domestic film in Japan behind Spirited Away 
and the fourth largest ever at the time behind Titanic and Frozen. Uh, those numbers have shifted a little bit um, because of a certain film that came out in October of 2020 involving the Demon Slayer franchise. But anyways, it is the first anime film not directed by Hayao Miyazaki to earn more than $100 million at the Japanese box office. It topped the box office in Japan for a record-breaking 12 non-consecutive weekends, and it held the number one position for nine consecutive weekends. The film's revenue accounted for 10% of Japan's 2016 box office revenue, total. Wow. Um, inspiration for this story came from works including Shuzo Oshimi's Inside Mari, Ranmo One Half, the high-end period novel Tori Kaibaya Monogatari, and Greg Egan's short story The Safe Deposit Box. Shinkai also cited Interstellar from 2014 by Christopher Nolan as an influence. So... Lots of things in there. Yeah. We watched a Ron One Half movie, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, despite the praise he received, Shinkai, the director, insisted that the film is not as good as it could have been. There are things we could not do. Uh, Masashi Ando, the director of animation, wanted to keep working on, but had to stop for lack of money. For me, it's in complete unbalance. The plot is fine, but the film is not at all perfect. Two years was not enough. And that's all of my fun facts here at the top. Huh? Let's start talking about the story and characters. What an amazing story. And again, I well just <clears throat> it was so engaging, intriguing. Again, an emotional roller coaster, but so in such a good way. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I it was interesting that it was like an anime opening at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah just in term not just in terms of having a song at the beginning, but just the way it was cut and paced, it just felt like an anime opening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just interesting. And then like, you don't totally understand what all is in it until like literally the end of the movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. In fact, because of that opening and, and it's not that I don't love anime, but I, I wasn't sure. I'm like, Hmm, am I going to like this? You know, weirdly, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. It, and then, it, of course, it makes you total like sense. You did like it. Oh, I, I loved it. <laughs> but it makes total sense, the opening now, makes yeah. more sense in hindsight. Yes, yes. I, too, would grow up my new boobs if I woke up with them when I didn't have any before. <laughs> yeah, that was... You're, yeah, you're just like, okay, so... Who's this? Yeah. Like, what is... You, you seem surprised. Yeah, it's like, you seem like you're not used to having those. <laughs> but I think in this case, she had just come back from the dream. Because in the the rest of the day was her being confused at people saying, like, oh, you're normal today. No, I don't think it was the rest of that day. I think we... After that short bit at the oh, beginning, just cut. skip to the next day. I yeah. see. Yeah. Because yeah. so they, missed- they kept saying, you were weird yesterday. I see. I see. Yeah. 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 yeah there's some uh, shenanigans just with <laughs> the flipping back and forth. And you're, you're as you as an audience member are trying to understand, okay, who is this? And, and but, you know, throughout the rest of the, the day, you, you get your clues. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And awkwardly, every single time. <laughs> Groping the boobs, the little sister comes in, must have thought her sister was a total freak. Oh, gosh. I mean, look, I groped mine for a long time after I first got them, so I can't judge too much. Uh-huh. Uh, I immediately hated Mitsuha's dad. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that what a character introduction. Yeah. Of like, wow. 
I'm just gonna, in front of everybody... Like, tell you to stand and walk straighter. Yeah, and it's like, I didn't see you at the house. Like, what? who who are you? Yeah. Get out of here. I know. I agree with Mitsuha's enthusiasm for Tokyo. Tokyo rocks. <laughs> she was just so excited to get to, like, experience it. And I'm like, yeah, I can relate. It's fun. Oh, yeah, the, that was just really fun. Her Her mannerisms in his body... Uh, the contrast there. Yeah. And I think we didn't, we, I feel like it was mostly from her point of view early on. Yeah. Cause we skipped, we started with him in her body, but then skipped everything be- beyond the, his first moments there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of heard about it from her being confused. But then we actually went through, she actually experienced her first day as him. Yes. So it we're, she's not the full point of view character, but it kind of starts out with her as that. And so uh, we first kind of see him and her body in montage and flashbacks of people talking about her. Uh, so so you, you didn't get to get his the kind of brunt of him being more com, com, hot headed, I think, is, mm-hmm. is what they called him at his job when she was not like that. I mean, um, he he uses ore, so yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was... brings me to the scene where she refers, and his body refers to herself with watashi, and her friends are like, um, and then she's like, uh, boku, and they're like, no, ore, and they're like, yes, and just that cycling through trying to figure out like how do I refer to myself. There's um. How do way, you explain? Yeah, the way that you say I or you refer to yourself Varies. in Japanese, you can do it a few different ways. And some are coded more feminine uh, and other more masculine. And so boku is masculine, but ore, ore, is, ore is like bad boys, basically. <laughs> like guy, the, That's kind of the stereotypical punk one to use if you're like, if you're watching an anime and there's like... You know, it's like a set at a school and there's the characters that are like kind of the punk rebels who are getting in trouble all the time. They're going to be using Ore. So he uses that, which is uh, an amusing bit of characterization because overall he's honestly a pretty sweet boy. But especially then later we see some of like the, the way some of the flashbacks and stuff of how... He is in her body, which really makes her seem like a punk. It's great. <laughs> yes. Also cute because Danica talked about in the um, synopsis that one is lives in the country, very rural, and one lives in, in Tokyo. And so it was so cute seeing um, when she's with her friends and, the, and and one of them says, let's go to the cafe. But the cafe was going to a vending machine. Yeah. And then when she is in his body and her and his friends invite um, her to go to a cafe, it really was a cafe. She's, so and she's excited. She's like, is so excited and spending all this money. And then, in fact, when they finally figure out a system to leave each other notes, it's so funny because he's like, cut, you know, keep the spending down. And then she's like, you work too much. And he's like, that's because you won't keep the spending down. (laughs) So, so yeah, when she goes back, she has to work a lot. It's really cute. Yeah. Um, Oh, and she's also better at hitting on girls than he is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Where she's able to help fix the uh, boss's skirt or whatever. When that, with the stitching, it has the little hedgehog. It's so cute. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm definitely curious how old that lady's supposed to be, 
is she in high school also or not? Because <laughs> I'm a little curious that she seemed open to dating him. What what the age difference is there, but and it's probably fine. Yeah, but it but it's cute because it's interesting because, you know, we all have feminine and masculine parts of us. And so she really liked the softer side of him, you know, and she even said, you know, I'm really enjoy or I really like the feminine part of you after after that scenario with with sewing. And and then she really they hung out a lot, which then made put him in hot water with his co-workers that all seemed to have a crush on her. Yeah. Um, that whole montage of them switching with each other and communicating, living each other's lives that kind of just is a is a, a quick sprint through time of that happening was was very fun. Lots of just the, the fun ways that they're like annoyed with each other, but also clearly kind of having fun living each other's lives and stuff. One of the ones that just really, I cried so much during this movie because <laughs> it was just, oh my gosh, it just touched my heart so much. But one was um, you, you find they live, um, she lives in a, uh, I guess a temple with a temple with well, her she grandmother. lives on temple grounds I think, on temple but. grounds with her grandmother and and sister and and so her grandmother is is very you know spiritual or has a you know so many lessons that she's teaching them but one of the days of one of the lessons is about um about time and they hike up and how time is interwoven and you know crosses paths and they they do a lot of wonderful things. One of the... They're like braiding. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And even, for example, one of the rituals that she did with her little sister in a dance, they sewed their own, I think, their outfits, or was it just the braids in the outfits? I don't remember. Or the, the stitching. They were... I they don't were know doing. if they were making bracelets or something. I don't know if they necessarily sewed their own outfits, but... Okay. Well, anyway, it may be part of that. But anyway, one of the things, too, is they went and they made... Saki? Yeah, was it the sake? And they yeah. hiked to—I forgot what they called it—but it was, it was very, it was very long and treacherous. And so, it was him in her body, but he started carrying the grandmother. In fact, most of the way, and of course, with her body, <laughs> was straining. But it just—and then it also, just, like, there's a part where they needed to step on some rocks to get through some water and 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 he and her body was you know like helping the grandmother along and stuff and yeah it was like the way that he looks after the grandmother like shows that he's a good dude if you and weren't yeah. sure already he, and, yeah and and again all of that seemed to mean so much to him he was absorbing the lessons but again the way he treated the grandmother was mm-hmm. just ah oh, touched my heart so much i like the the um once he's uh, trying to to find her or whatever, and he goes on a little trip at one point because uh, he's not sure what town it is. And uh, Miss Okudera and one of his friends goes with him. And I liked when she got excited about one of the town's mascot creatures. <laughs> Just oh, like that was real so excited. Cute. That was so cute. Yeah. He's also an incredible artist. In fact, that's how mm-hmm. he starts trying to piece her is he starts um, drawing all these, you know, the memory, the yes. memories yeah. and, 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 and the place. Um, oh, I know one thing that made you remember. Oh, I forgot the lady's name, Which but, one? um, Okudera, the boss, the boss. Yeah. Um, 
again, his comrades and he at the restaurant where he works, you know, all had crushes on her. Well, when she he actually goes out on a date with her, I, I found it really interesting and perceptive. Uh, it, it was kind of a disaster. doesn't go well. But interestingly, she notices that, and this is where you first get the, the big hint that they really are falling for each other, um, is she she ends it and and I think he's kind of looking to you know what he's done wrong and she says in the past tense you used to have a crush on me didn't you and then he's kind of like you know what and she said something like you obviously care for someone else um and I think that's when he realize, realizes it that mm-hmm. she points it out but I thought that was neat and perceptive of her yeah she's kind of like just kind of you know letting him go and and not pursuing him if that's what she was doing and just you know yeah um kind of i guess back to the beginning i don't know if you guys had noticed the bow and the bracelet that he was wearing i did all the way in the beginning i did not notice it until way late in the film when it was called out i definitely (laughs) noticed it um so so that was a nice but it makes sense because during the music video there's a music video opening kind of thing there's a there's a part where she like does the rope of, or the of the string or whatever towards him and he grabs it and like I didn't really know what was going on at that point um yeah I and then I just that. kind of forgot it but no I didn't notice that he had that on yeah I noticed that they were both wearing it and and, and I was noticing it through the film while they were going back and forth that they that you know he had his bracelet and she had her bow and so yeah I I, I looked it up and I it's probably a nod to like the red string of fate and it mm. looks like it's yeah, yeah, in yeah. like a predominantly Eastern uh, Asian concept. Sure. Uh, so like there's, there's smarter people that know more about it and you can read about it. But I think that it's drawing on that. So that was interesting. Um, generally, this is my thing. The knots, I think she, they looked more realistic generally than other ones that I've seen. Where she's, you know, tying her bow and even the the weaving, which is just totally more complex that was was very cool to see in all the different ways that they were creating with the with the strings with the grandmother I, I guess it's weaving I don't know but that method was interesting where she had that big kind of apparatus and would tap things together and then was the, it a type of loom yeah maybe maybe and same with uh Mitsuha hers was rounded and she was moving things around to you know, complete or continue a pattern. Those were all super cool to see. Oh yeah. I have, I have a note. He's such a good artist because you see it in, even before he drew the town in her notes, his notes was drawings. Yeah. <laughs> like you could see that her notes had like highlighted and all that stuff. And his was garbage. <laughs> yeah. That's not helpful. She's not there to learn, dude. <laughs> um, oh, and in the montage, uh, you mentioned that, uh, the line where they're like, oh, let's go to the cafe, and it's the vending machine. Uh, he helps uh, Tessie and her... Yeah, he helps Tessie build a cafe for them in their little town. Like, build a wood table and, like, oh, yeah, a yeah, wooden yeah. bench and stuff. That was super like, cute. Oh, here's here's our cafe. <laughs> Tessie's one of her, her friends. Yes, he's yeah. the son of um, a construction... Yeah, construction guy. Yeah, yeah. So, they have um, similar social kind of constraints or, or whatever on them as the children of, of powerful people. 
And then Sayaka's the other friend. Yes, who's adorable. Yeah, the three of them hang out all the time. And then one thing that you missed uh, is during the montage, people liked her, liked him as her better. Uh, she got <laughs> uh, a couple of confessions. Including and, from girls. Yeah, she's like, why is a girl in love with me? <laughs> and then you see somebody else like giving her a note as well. Uh, <laughs> it's because you're projecting some energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was very funny. Yeah. I loved that. Yes. That was very good. Um, and then I wrote some stuff down and I re-looked it up that their journey, I think I think their journey was called Musubi. So her, them mm. going to the shrine and connecting with the god. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... Yeah, they the said the word thing. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a, some concepts get in there that it's like, Definitely. I don't know how much is part of this movie or just part right. of like a religious thing in Japan. So it's like, it's all new. I'm going to try to yeah. to get this. I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm going to try to articulate this the way it is in my head, but one of the things I just loved about this storyline and and this concept was just so interesting in them trading um, and getting into each other's bodies is the whole storyline and their lives, their parallel lives, it, it didn't get into like a gendered perspective like this is what a woman's life is like, and this is what a man's life is like. I don't even know how to to say that other than, you know, her having a father who was, you know, a a jerk um, about, you know, telling her stand up straight, whatever. But it was just... He probably would have said that if he had a son. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Uh, But anyway, but it was just the really about their relationships with people. It was wonderful. It was so well done. Again, and and to see him, it, it just touched my heart. And many of the times that made me cry was his appreciation, for example, like with her grandmother and, and a connection, because it doesn't show a lot about like his family and not, but he doesn't, you know, didn't have the kind of extended family or the kind of connections like hers. Yeah, I think and that's then, literally just his father that we see briefly. Yeah. Yeah. And then with hers, you know, even the connections that she was making with, you know, with his friends and, and as, you know, especially with the boss and so forth. So yeah, it, it just so well done. I loved, I loved the way the storyline went and the writing just wonderful. Yeah, I wonder if the family thing is, if that's a, re- a relation to kind of being in the country versus the city, where maybe it's harder, you're less likely to have a community in the city because it's so, I, I maybe that's a dumb thing to say, it's like I dense. Think it, I think that's a theme that does come up in, in Japanese works a lot, though. I mean, it's it's it was a part of Wolf Children, for instance, yeah. of, of kind of you know, the the city versus the country and how you're able to relate to other people because of your environment. Yeah, so I wonder if that was kind of part of it, that it's like, you know, we have our, the nine to five. There's like so many people, it's harder to connect. You just squish on the train, uh, get to your job, whatever. And then in the country, like, yeah, relying on other people or there's so, there's so few people, it's hard not to be in, in people's businesses or have you know, thoughts about it. Yeah, I think that that's, I can see that that uh, contrast is there. All right, we are at the kind of point of no return here. Uh, It's not quite the spoiler section, but if any of what we've been saying sounds interesting to you, 
then just go go watch the movie. <laughs> um, unless what we've been uh, talking about sounds awful to you, go watch the movie. It's great, um, and it'll be better to go in without hearing about what we're about to talk about. So this is your last chance to go. Five, four, three, two, one. So yeah, wow, what a turn when that comet you find out that the comet destroyed her town three years ago and killed everybody. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, and we're jumping a little bit. Yeah, because-, because basically after the point where he has the date and it's like, hey, you, you're you're clearly interested in someone else. He, uh, when is it that the... He, well, he, he says that he would have told her the next time they switched, but it doesn't happen. Yes, that's right. So it's, it's, yeah, it's after that, the night that he has the date. After that night, they stop switching. And so then he's trying to, to call her, to call her. that doesn't go through, like the lines disconnected or something like that. So he's basically trying to piece together from his memories and the sketches he's able to make of the area. Like, where is this? Um, and he kind of, it basically seems to kind of consume his life over the next couple of weeks, months, it's, it's a little vague over how yeah. much time is passing. Um, but he eventually goes on a trip to try to find her, like I did mention earlier, with uh, one of his friends and Miss Okudera. And um, they they search fruitlessly, going to like little towns and stuff and and aren't seeming to be able to find anything. But finally, when they're they're eating at a, in, a little, in a little shop and are probably about to throw in the towel and head back to Tokyo when he, he has one of his uh, drawings that he made and the one of the people who works where they're eating sees it and is like, oh, I know where that is. And then so does the, the cook knows where that is. So they that's get the where name was from. right because that's what he used to live there. Um, so it's like they get the name of the town, but then it's like there seems to be some sort of like how what would you say? There's something heavy behind it. Yeah, because he's he's kind of it's, he, they seem confused when he talks about knowing anyone from there currently. Uh, so they travel to the town, and uh, turns out that the whole town has been destroyed by a meteor that hit three years ago. But the couple told him though that at the restaurant, but he the still at the restaurant. To go, sure, sure, yes. sure. Yeah, yeah, because he was like, were, "What?" And yeah. so they go there, and then yeah, he can see that it's gone, just obliterated. Yeah. Um, and it's rough. And uh, from there, for maybe the next five or ten minutes, probably straight, mom was just kind of quietly sobbing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was very difficult for mom to handle this revelation. It was surprising. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah it was. I mean, all that I knew about the movie beforehand was, you know, that they switch bodies. And like, I didn't really know anything about it beyond that. I figured it was kind of a a Freaky Fridays thing, but in Japan and like fun and cute. But like, I didn't know that there was going to be this big, oh, hey, she died. <laughs> like, oh, hey, this this comet in the sky isn't just like a, a nice looking herald for the body switching shenanigans. It is like an actual disaster that happens, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then for then he goes on uh, for the next week searching. This is like the middle of the movie, by the way. Yeah, I and mean, this is the halfway point. Um, but searching for the the finally finds lists of names of of the dead, and she is of course one of them, and her friends. And and two is what was also heartbreaking is when they went to the city and the point of impact. Um, 
he's like, no, no. And he's trying to go through his phone and the messages and they all start disappearing. Yeah. Everything, every trace. And then a theme that, that keeps recurring with this, which is kind of hard to wrap your, your, your mind around since they traded lives so much, but it becomes just almost like a dream. And then you start forgetting. And one of the things the grandmother even talks about constantly is that as soon as you wake up, you, you, you forget. And so then this keeps happening and then he starts doubting himself. Well, was it really real or, you know, and, and then, and then he even loses memory of her name. And then like, why am I even looking this up? And what does this mean? And, uh, yeah, the reason for the title of the movie becomes very hard to deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, then, um, from, from there, the movie starts kind of becoming him trying to like deal with this. And then eventually he, uh, goes, goes back there, goes to the, uh, to that shrine, in the, in yeah. the little in Before the little they cave. actually even come home. Yeah. Yeah, because, it, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think this was all like same, yeah. same-ish day. Like yeah. they see it and then they start searching you're right, the information you're right. about it. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And so, but then he ends up managing to wake up as her again. And then it's kind of like this trying to prevent this tragedy from happening not from not preventing the meteor from falling but getting everyone to evacuate is kind of what what he's trying to do in her body um yeah yeah the turn into like a a thriller situation yeah very interesting yeah just trying to like get her friends to to join to to make this happen yeah because it's gonna happen that night yeah the sense of urgency and then like setting up a plan and hoping like pieces fall into place uh, and yeah, and fortunately, the he knows um, that the high school was out of the impact zone. Yes, and so you know, so there's a very viable place and doable place to get yeah. everyone to, evacuated to. But it's yeah, how do you go about convincing people that you're not crazy and 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 do something to yeah. make them evacuate? Yeah, yeah, no, it's super super emotional. Uh, he's he's got to be extra weird basically that <laughs> people are like what's going on yeah because there's the you know there's one thing with you're in somebody else's body just trying to live their life but when you're trying to get them to do something and you don't know how that person would convince them it's 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 a lot so when he met the dad that was super interesting he goes to the mayor because uh, mitsuha is the daughter of the mayor even though oh the- we didn't we also didn't oh. talk we didn't talk about but when he before he transitions back before he transitions back into her, when he's in the cave, he falls and he sees on the roof of the cave uh, the com- a drawing of the comet. And then there's kind of this the sequence where we get to see uh, some more Mizuha's background, mm-hmm. um, which fills in some of the gaps of what's happening with her family. Did yeah. you want to say since you were talking about it? No, well, okay. no, but can I just backtrack for just a moment? He actually, when he decides to go to the shrine, it's actually as him. He goes to yeah, the shrine yeah, and sure. he decides to, to right. be, since he was in her body when he placed that with the grandmother and all in the shrine, the, the sake, then he, it's, he knows it's part of him. So he drinks part of it and that's, yeah. anyway, yeah. he falls back. And then he falls back and then there's the whole thing and we get to see her background. And basically, um, it seems like when their mother died at was it even insinuated why i don't know if it was disease or accident she or was what sick yeah. yeah she she died she dies and that kind of seems to send her husband into a 
uh, emotional spiral and he kind of ends up uh, shutting the rest of the family out and also shutting out spirituality and, and stuff. And so he and the grandmother have like a really big falling out and he ends up leaving where they live and uh, Mizuha and her uh, sister live with the grandmother. I think actually the grandmother told him to leave to get yeah, out. And, yeah. and then, yeah. And then told the girls, you will be living with me now. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, they have a, they have a big falling out over the death of the mother, basically. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, Taki as Mizuha goes to convince him to try to convince him to have the people evacuate and and that that super interesting part where he's trying to convince him and he becomes aggressive in a way that the dad sees is not his daughter and so he's like who are you but you know too is i got the feeling what do y'all think that the mother because it sounds like the grandmother and the mother went through a similar thing and mm-hmm. so that that made me begs the question yeah how did the mom and and father meet and was there something because of that mm-hmm. because somehow the father I don't, recognized, not necessarily they went through exactly the same thing but it right. seems like he's aware that he would especially given his rejection seemingly of of spirituality and like the ways of the shrine and stuff that he would go to that, uh, like, rather than just, you're, like, why are you acting like this or anything, to be like, you're not her, basically. Yeah, I oh, I thought that, too. I, yeah. And <laughs> we didn't actually, okay. actually say it, because you haven't actually said what we're thinking. That, that he, it, he it made mother. him fearful that, that, that he and the mother met that way, but somehow... Yeah, you would think that he's familiar with this switch. body switching thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Good and, point. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that I want to point out because I don't think we made clear that there's a three. This body switching that they're off. The time sink is off. That there's yeah. a three year gap, yes, and so yes. it wasn't just an immediate. I mean, you. I thought throughout the whole thing that it was happening in real time, that they were switching in real time. But right. They but they weren't. were they weren't just switching bodies. They were going through time, him going three years into the past and her going three years into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, he has to change an, an event in the past to hopefully be able to see her again. Yes. Or see her at all. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And maybe I guess that's where we'll stop with story stuff. Um, do we let's do we want to talk about some animation? Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it's so beautiful. The environmental design is so gorgeous. Um, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful movie. Uh, the what was the name of Masashi Ando was the director of animation. Um, and whew, you and your team, great job. It's gorgeous. And what they do with light? There's in in her town um in her little town there's this huge there's this circular lake and the town surrounds it and there would be so many times where the lights and the and the sparkling and 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 just the the way the sun was hitting it was just breathtaking yeah their whole trek up to the mountaintop i don't know yeah, to, to the to the shrine that's up there at the top of the mountain yeah like it's, it's gorgeous. at the top of a volcano caldera it seems like yeah or some sort of comet impact yeah it seems like crater. that's the yeah. lake but maybe it's a smaller comet no, or something actually, that, hit, that hit a mountaintop maybe. i actually think they made reference to it was hit a thousand years i think in the mom's time mm. a crater hit but i thought yeah. that was the lake i think that's the original i think the, that's the original lake 
Well, no, it might be the... But it might also be then that a smaller the, meteor the hit the mountaintop. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't ultimately matter that much, but... Yeah, so we cut that. So, yeah, it, it felt like some parts might have been CG. Hmm. Uh, there was... Was there a, any other parts than when you mentioned it while we were watching, or...? I'm not sure. There was the... So, they... Mita and her sister did, like, a, a dance uh, as... Uh, During shrine the Maidens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know if ritual is the right word, but that's when they were making the sake. So it's actually made using their spit yeah. and rice. So I think there might have been items that were CG or maybe the dancing itself was I, more CG. But if was- I had to guess, the dancing was rotoscoped and then the gold items were CG. Yeah, I think it was integrated it, pretty well, though. Yeah, because... I. Uh, if their whole dance routine was also CG, then they meshed it really well. But it felt like the gold items didn't mesh quite as well, which is why I kind of leaned towards their their dance was was not CG, but the gold items were. The gold items still meshed quite well overall, but like they just seemed a little bit like a little bit different. But yeah, but the the cityscape. I mean, all the scenes. Oh yeah, in Tokyo's Tokyo, beautiful too. The cafe. <laughs> Um, and again, where she lived in the country. I think, I think you're shrine. right also that lighting is a big part. Like, I think it, the, the environmental design is beautifully drawn in general. And I think, but I think the two main things that make it always so beautiful is the level of detail in, in how it's drawn and the lighting that you, that you mentioned. It's just like really making it all pop. Yeah. The animation. So I mentioned uh, that he he goes to the the cave and falls and sees the comet on um, on the roof of the cave, the drawing of it, and then it transitions into this uh, this animation of like the the a trail like winding and and twisting through like space and stuff, and then ends up, of course, going into uh, her her me- memories of her past and stuff. And the animation during that segment was gorgeous. It was yeah. mm-hmm. it was real. It was it was in a different style than the rest of the movie and it was beautiful oh even also from a uh, a solar perspective like when you first see the meteors coming they're above the cloud line and mm-hmm. they're coming down and then they go through the clouds and it was just gorgeous yeah gorgeous what do you think this movie would have been like if it were live action before you answer that it's gonna be kinda <laughs> um, let me give you a fun fact on September 27th, 2017, producer J.J. Abrams and screenwriter Eric, he- Eric Heiserer announced that they were working on a live-action remake of Your Name to be produ- released by Paramount Pictures and Bad Robot Productions alongside the original film's producers, Toho, who will handle the film's distribution in Japan. The film is being written it, written by Eric, uh, who revealed that the Japanese right holders want it to be made from the Western point of view. In February 2019, Mark Webb signed on to direct the remake. The film will be about a young Native American woman living in a rural area and a young man from Chicago who discover they are magically and intermittently swapping bodies. In September 2020, Deadline Hollywood reported that Lee Isaac Chung had taken over directorial and writing duties, working off a draft penned by Emily V. Gordon with Abrams and Genki Kawamura co-producing. So that's something that's in the works. And J.J. Abrams' name makes me worried because I'm still bitter about how Episode Nine of Star Wars turned out. But the rest of it actually sounds quite interesting. I'm open to this. Yeah, if he's not writing it, 
No, it doesn't sound like he is. Then, then maybe not writing, not directing. Then maybe he's, it'll be and okay. not even a solo producing. He's co-producing. Yeah. So like, I was. I agree. <laughs> I was a bit concerned at the beginning. Um, I was really concerned when you said this, but now that the, the setting and and the different, I think I think that, I think it's again, wise I would be to open. change exactly because I wouldn't want this duplicated in live yeah. action. I just yeah. don't. I just don't. Yeah, I, I, I could see. I mean, I if it was in live action, I think. A Japanese movie, you know, I yeah. th- I think that's the only way to do it because the way that it is, it has so much that is Japanese about it that if you're going to do specifically this story in live action, I think a, a Japanese live action production is is the way to go. But if you're going to take the kind of general concept and put it in a different part of the world. Then yeah, okay. I'm into like a, a Native American woman and a young man from Chicago who's probably white, but we'll see. Um, that's uh, interesting. I can see it. Like I'm, I'm curious about how that could go. Yeah, yeah. the The way that they use this kind of spiritual mm-hmm. explanation mechanism for this time travel. I'm I'm curious to see how they'll do that. Uh, most a, likely through the 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 lens of the yeah, Native American. Yeah, <laughs> kind of worrisome. Girl, yeah. So so I really hope that there is grounding in actual some tribes' actual like teachings, beliefs versus I'm making stuff so. up. Unfortunately, none of the names that I read that are involved in writing or directing seem. They, they, I mean, I can't definitely tell from names, but none of those names seem like they're necessarily. Yeah. Native American people, but hopefully... But some indigenous tribes. Yes, hopefully they get some consultants or something if that's... I mean, presumably with it being a young Native American woman, that is the spirituality angle that they're going to go on. Yeah. Um, So be careful, please. Yeah, yeah. Please get some consultants. And also with your cast, make, you know, please have Native Americans actually be... Yes. You know, and especially, well... Even even if it's in the current time yeah. and, and just a three-year difference, you still, I mean, I still want to see Native American people. Yeah, 100%. Not, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's definitely pitfalls it could fall into, um, and I also would definitely be really worried about the gender stuff, because um, Western lens can definitely be really bad about that. So we'll see. I mean, so can J- Japan, certainly, but it was handled overall relatively well in this and uh i worry about some of the comedy bits that they might lean on yeah Uh, please don't yeah (laughs) please don't go much farther than they did in this yeah um and and for live action for this film a japanese like live action film uh yeah i mean i I think you can do it there's that spirituality or not spirituality there are things that like aren't physically real but i think you can do interpretations of it in in a way that is still interesting yeah um yeah and most and most of the like most of the elements that would require cg is like literal comets and stuff which is like that's gonna probably look okay you know what i mean so so yeah i mean it could certainly i don't think it would be that hard to do um i think you would need to have really charismatic actors doing it um, but yeah, I think it could work. I mean, for all I know, one exists. It's, this came out in 2016. Um, and sometimes they make live action Japanese movies quick. But yeah, I think it could work. Um, but I, if it's if it was live action and 
specifically this exact story, I think live action in Japan is. Actually, let me let me pull that back a little bit. Oh. Because the music video intro, I don't think would go over as well. That's true. In a live action film, you'd have to <laughs> you'd have to intro it better. Yeah, that's probably true. And I think it works in animation because it feels like it's oh, like oh, it's is, an anime. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like an anime intro. But if you were to do just a music video intro for a live action film, that'd be like, guys, get it together, <laughs> like write an intro. <laughs> uh, what what's going on? Yeah. So so that might be a bit harder actually. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Just switch that part up some. I don't think that'd be too. I don't think that'd be too big a hurdle to overcome. True, but but yes, like one to one, that would be harder to accept as an audience member. I think certainly. Let's talk about sound design. Yojiro Yojiro Noda, the lead vocalist of the Japanese rock band Radwimps, composed the theme music of Your Name. Director Makoto Shinkai requested that he composed the whole film's music, and so that's. Radwimps did all of the songs and then also all of the actual scoring for it. That's how we have like music videos. Yes. <laughs> but if they're good, like but, the yeah, music is good. They are good. Uh the the one that most feels like a music video is that opening part. Yeah. Um the then later it just there's like the the montage one and that just feel like, you know, they could that be Phil Collins and Tarzan. It just feels like a, a musical montage. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then the end the end didn't feel like it was cut like a music video or anything. No, it felt like that. that oh, worked well. Yes, yes, yes. And man, the lyrics and the music. Um, oh. I also really loved the music uh while he was uh doing his sketching and, and researching mm. and stuff. Mm. There was some music that played there that I that I really liked. But uh but yeah, I think I think the music was great in here. I sure. agree. I and agree. There's like some musical cues, like bells and things, to indicate yeah stuff's happening. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Overall, pretty well. I guess the main thing that I want to talk about is I would love to see a story like this written by queer people, <laughs> like really badly. Sure. I would love to see that. Um... Yeah, I don't know, especially some of the stuff in the beginning was, like, giving me vibes of what a different movie this could be if it embraced those elements. Like, uh, Taki's uh, glasses friend, who I don't remember the name of right now, not straight. You don't comment on your friend being seeming really cute today and, like, have your face look like that if you're straight. So, uh-huh. um, and also there's a part where... Um, where Mitsuha uh, says, please make me a handsome Tokyo boy in my next life. And that's a very not cis thing to say, but okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that could, I mean, like Tokyo, obviously city, something interesting. Yeah. Have, have, please make me a, a, a attractive and living in Tokyo. Sure. But that's not how what she said. Sure, sure. But I wonder if there wasn't that... really any other vibes I got throughout the movie. But just that particular line was very sure. But I wonder if a part of that was maybe the constraints of her, since she is a girl doing the shrine things, uh, what her expectations are versus maybe there are less expectations if she were a boy. Mm. So it's just like, please be opposite of what I am, so that I can sure, sure, yeah. But but, but yeah, uh, I would I. I think overall this film handled kind of gender stuff fine. Um, like, you know, he 
uh, when he wakes up in her body, he grips her boobs and like, yeah, relatable. That it's sure, a, it's a running joke. Yeah, yeah. And then and there, then she is also you know mystified by her change in um, physicality and like they're teenagers in high school. Like that makes sense, and it doesn't really, at least to me, feel like it like oversteps in any weird mm-hmm. way with that. Like it feels like yeah, of course, yeah, of, of course they would. Not <laughs> like, exploitative or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would very much love to see a story that like has this basic idea and also explores queer and trans themes because wow this idea is ripe for it um and that's my main thing for this section i uh, i don't know if there was really anything that i was like wow that seems terrible or anything i don't know yeah i nothing nothing stood out to me again i i love how they did this whole uh, the storyline and themes because again it was more about the relationships with the people in their yeah. lives than anything to me that that focused other than them again being like oh yeah. guys this is a different body what yes. um yeah yeah let's go on to our spoiler alert skip to one hour and 52 seconds I don't actually have any more notes at this point, so you guys are going to need to help me some. But what's our what's our spoiler cutoff? Is is where? So we talked about he goes back. Yes. They need to try to get people evacuated. He struck out trying to convince the dad. Uh, so his thought was to go back to the shrine, and he knew that he knocked out there so that she would be waking up at the shrine where. Um, at the shrine. Yeah. And so he grabs Tessie's bike and, and goes goes up there. And it's it's three years apart, so they... They're they, separated by time. Yes, they're separated by time. He's not there, but they start yelling uh, at the edge of the caldera, uh, and they can hear themselves through the echoes. Uh, and so they start talking to each other, and then this, this point in time is, is hit. Is it... Katawari Dore, something Dore. Uh, there's a point in time where kind of the in-between state, Twilight, mm-hmm. that they are able to actually see each, see each other, even though they're, you know, split by time. Yeah. And so they have, like, a discussion there. He... And, and they're and, also very happy to see each other. Yes. yes. And they kind of... He relates to her what had happened. And we learn that she actually went to see him... The, the day, day before, before literally the day, yeah, before, the day yeah. before the day before which is three years ago for him and so he didn't know her then and the bracelet that he has been wearing was her hair ribbon that he's been wearing for three years but he didn't remember who gave it to him so they swap back he gives the ribbon back to her and she knows what she has to do and yes they are he has the idea to write their names on each other's hands so they don't forget each other again and uh and, um, so he writes on her, you don't seem like you can I was handle gonna it. going to do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was and, trying to help you here. Yeah. No, he writes it, but while she's trying to write it, the super impactful, like they are playing the music of the, the space and it cuts out and she was only able to get one stroke down before the time together ended. And then the, oh, like, the, pen just the mind and... fog of like remembering what just happened afflicts him and he... Can't remember her. Yeah. He doesn't know why he's there. 
And we cut to her and she has to get them evacuated. Uh, and so on that goes on. Like, yes. Her and- t- Tessie uh, gets explosives and <laughs> blows right. up the power plant. Um <laughs> Uh, what's what's Sayaka. the other Sayaka uh, is at the high school and like takes over the um p the, the alert city's, system the city's yeah. alert system and starts like issuing a thing of like there's forest fires evacuate to the high school um but then she she gets caught and he gets caught and it's <laughs> no. like it's like ah and then like the uh the father at, at city hall or whatever starts issuing a thing that's like we're investigating what that was about please stay where you are and we're all like no don't stay where yeah, you are oh oh just the dad i just wanted to wring his neck <laughs> and then two is when she's running down that the hill it's so hard because she is saying his name again and again and then you find out what was written on her hand is not his name it's i love you and she's just like well actually right before she read that is she tumbles down the hill takes this you know a spill i don't know if she was knocked out briefly but then she's laying there you know on the ground her you know starting to rain but she looks at her hand and that's when you find out it says, I love you. Um, and you know, and so she's, she's starting to say his, his name, but then she also, then she gets in the fog and then that she can't remember his name anymore. And then she knows she has to evacuate. Interesting. What do you think? Well, you don't ultimately know when she, she then makes it to where the, the father is. And fortunately the grandmother and her little sister are there but you you don't really know what you know happens but somehow she is confronting the dad again yeah um yeah cuz then it, it cuts you, it cuts away back to him and he wakes up in the morning and doesn't remember why he's there or whatever and he, he ends up going back to Tokyo and you end up seeing like some some news st- he he's kind of obsessed with this place even though he can't really remember why yeah. i mean you see some like news stuff or whatever that talks about how the meteor hit eight miracu- years ago. Yes, yeah, because we would to go forward in time. But my point just being that um, the meteor hit, but uh, there were almost no casualties because most of the town evacuated to the high school miraculously. Like yeah, yeah. It, it was a, a surprise to everyone that that happened. They were doing a drill or something. Yeah, yeah, it was what the line was. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we so, so we so we don't know how that confrontation ended up going down. But you know, somehow, thank heavens, that was remedied because yeah. yeah. She had Sarah's face. Yeah. But yes, then it's five, no, yes, five years after, after he went to... Where he... Yeah, yeah. Where, where he so went So eight years after the meteor hits, but they were separated by three years. So it's five years after where he started yep. his stuff. And, and there's like this monologue where it started at the beginning of them missing something or longing for something. And they don't know. They they don't they don't know if it's a person or a thing or but a place. A place. But interestingly, neither of them have, you know, are with anyone. They don't want to be with anyone, but because they just have this emptiness and this longing, but they don't know what it's for. And then you start seeing them miss each other, or like yeah. be in vicinities and 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 barely miss each other, but not you know not recognize. Or he'll catch a glimpse of all of a sudden her red braid. Ribbon, yeah. Red ribbon, you know, uh, and and then try to go after her, but he doesn't they, go after her. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, thing. he doesn't. But finally, they see each other's face. Well, and, they're both on separate trains. Yes, and right before that, you you kind of 
I think you get to see Tessie and Sayaka older. He hears the name Tessie, mm-hmm. but but he doesn't you know do anything about it. But, but you the know camera that. shows us them. Yes, they're older. It's for sure them. They're He's very a little cute. bit scruffy. She's got like cut, she's cut her hair short. And, yes, and they're the things that they're saying insinuates that they are uh, engaged. Mm-hmm. But he is watching them, and he does like he is. He, does he, does, like he doesn't turn and see them until they're already walking out. The character, the the camera looks at them, but he doesn't turn until they are walking okay. out. He doesn't yeah. see them. Well, there was one time when he was on a train before the the last one they see each other. He did get off the train and running after her, uh, yes. the red ribbon. And so there were times that he did kind of try to pursue. There was that was the main time. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, so they see each other's face on opposite trains going opposite directions, and they run after each other. But they don't know where to meet, so you see them just like running, stopping, looking, and then running a direction. And and I guess they he stops, and the, I like the way that the camera panned up, and then you see her at the top of the stairs. Can you, you do go? It? No, you go. He sees her at the top of the stairs, and then they both like kind of look at each other from afar, but then they both seem to like kind of be like, this is stupid in their head or something, and, like, look away, and then he starts walking up the stairs, she starts walking down, and they're, like, ignoring each other and passing each other again. But then when he gets to the top of the stairs, he finally, like, turns and says, like, I think I know you. And she says, I think I know you too. And they're both crying, and that's in the movie. And uh, both of them are crying right now, because it's emotional. (laughs) I don't know why it's not quite hitting me in a way to cry, but I did really love it. So, because you're a monster. I guess no. I need more. I guess I need more like actual tragedy than just. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter. I enjoyed it thoroughly though. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else here in the spoiler section you specifically want to talk about while we're here? Well, and I, you might have already hit that that you you get to see glimpses. Not only did you hear, you know, that obviously that everyone did not die um, in the town uh, like before, that they did change things. But then you get to see like her little sister in school and some yeah. other characters from the town that you just you fell in love with. You get to see, you know, them doing okay and and living their life. Yeah. I think what what you know why it's so emotional to me also is that that frustration for them empathizing with them not being able to remember to remember but know that they're missing something and know that they're looking for something but not knowing what it is and just knowing that they've had to carry that heartache because some of the words in the in the lyrics of the song that would play it was that um and I don't know if I'm going to say it right but that I'm I'm crying inside when I'm laughing and I'm smiling when I'm um lonely I think. lonely and and just knowing that that burden that they they carried um and then them keep coming so close to to connecting and then finally finally they do so yeah yeah i know that the the ending song was was really good and also i wonder that since they were both in high school so she's a little bit older than he is and it seems like he was doing interviews so he must be kind of just out of college but she must have been working for at least a couple years uh, in Tokyo. So I, I I think that's interesting them, though, going to have to come to terms or deal with her being a little bit older and they're at different places in their life, maybe. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, 
Uh, there was a movie that I that I loved, you know, years ago, Serendipity. But I guess that is it was just that that ending, especially just that serendipity and that finally making that connection. Yeah, you know. We're done with spoilers. <laughs> Let's talk about our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? When her dad told her to stand up straight. I mean, it's like important to show like who her dad is, but it made me grumpy. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to concur with that. It just made me so angry. Um, just, uh, just for, on so many levels, you know, that he's doing that to to bolster bolster his political career and and then humiliating someone, you know, his own child. Uh, Just on so many levels. I didn't like that scene. Least favorite scene? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's not one that... Yeah, like it's hard to pick anything. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard to pick something. Ooh, I guess mine was the uh, the one where the the diner was terrorizing. Or oh, you're was right. Being a jerk too. Right. That part is the worst. You're right. Wait, wait, that wait. guy who when, like there's a toothpick in the pizza. Oh, that guy. Oh, you're I right. Dislike that that part's even the more. Worst. Yeah, yeah. Where what? then he, I saw the box cutter. And I'm like, because he just got away do? with it too. Yeah, I, mean, what a, I know. I didn't what know what would the deal was with the box cutter. But then that that was even more. You know, just cutting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's my so favorite. That, yeah. What was your favorite scene in the movie? If it's spoilers, be vague. And chances are it's spoilers. Mm. No, I think my favorite was the uh, Watashi yes. Boku Ore scene. I was about to say that too, actually. Yeah. I think uh, I agree. That part was, You and me just like laughed loudly at that part. Yes. Wait, wait, of just the way the that... one where she's trying to say like I and it's like I feminine and they're like mm, and it's like generic or like I kind of masculine and they're like like no you don't do that <laughs> and it's like I but you know the rough one and yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just well, the yeah. like the, the pacing of it and like her expressions of like uh <laughs> and they're nodding or shaking their head it was good I think for me it's going to be um him um as her Going to the shrine, carrying the grandmother, and oh, that that's whole a good scene. One too. It's also yes. a very good one. Loved that. Yes, it was uh, when he's yeah he sees her and he he just goes up or she does and like crouches down and the way that the grandma's all holding on to her is so cute. Yeah. Who is your least favorite character in the movie? And give me something better than that guy in the restaurant. I mean, but I think it's pretty easy to find a different one. Yeah, the dad, <laughs> dad sure. sucks. Yeah, that was. So the yeah. dad's obviously supposed to suck, but he sucks. Yeah. Who was your favorite character? Only one. Gosh, this is going to be so hard. <sighs> might have to be. Huh, it's really hard. <sighs> Sorry. Um, it might have to be uh, Taki for me because he um, so much that he had to experience that, you know, that she didn't wasn't even aware of initially, you know, initially and and you know, his sketching and just I feel like he went on a more he had more uh, maybe to develop his character, maybe as mm-hmm. far as and I, I just feel like he did so much growth um as 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 a human being and just as a as a person. Um yeah, I I really liked his journey. I, I just I guess I feel like his journey was a little bit more full to me. 
But it's a toss-up because I loved her, too. Yeah, I mean... They're both up there. Yeah. I was going to go for a joke when it say Mitsuha in Taki's body. But I think Mitsuha in general is very good. <laughs> she is. I'm going to go with her. Yeah? Yes. Do you want to explain it at all like mom did? Are you good? I'm good. You're like, yeah. I, it speaks for itself. She's I, I I think, yeah. And then, I, I'm, I like, and then really, I'm like, I cheat and it's both of them. I can't really say much, I think, without getting into sure. spoilers. No, that's, that's fair. part of it. Yeah, no, that's super fair. Um... I think Taki for me just very slightly. I want to go with the girl, but I think just very slightly Taki. But I love them both dearly. I know, I know. And I also, I also really love uh, Mitsuha's friends. They're yeah. they're my favorite side characters, definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> if Tim Curry were in the English voice cast for this movie, which I'm pretty sure he isn't, <laughs> who would he play? In the English voice cast, the father. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see it. I think, yeah. it might, I think it would make you hate him less. Mita's yeah. dad, or maybe uh, Tessie's dad. Not not as a big character, mm. but both, kind of. What if Taki's dad? Very small role. <laughs> Very small. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. He's like, you, sh- you need to get up. Like, just go to school. And yeah. then he's like, okay, bye. Ooh, 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 ooh. The cook at the from ooh. the, the uh, shop that they go to. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. He's yeah. got that scene and then he he drives Taki somewhere, so. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, recommend. Very much so. Very strongly. No, I hated yes. it. Yes, recommend very I mean, strongly you didn't also. cry, so obviously. Baby, you stop. Bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think I will give it a 4.75. Any extrapolation or you're good? It all I speaks mean, for itself. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's great. it was very good. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Let's, the, the, the boob grabbing was funny, uh, but I can see if you don't <laughs> like it. Especially the tearful boob grabbing. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was going to still be like hugging, but no. Uh... <laughs> Um. Yeah, I can. I I I would too. I can't. I can't judge. I can see if somebody wouldn't like that. Um. But yeah. And I can see maybe pacing wise again if this were a live action movie and the music video in the front, I think there would be problems. Uh, But it was gorgeous. The story was great. The music was good. I'm going four point seven five. I'm going to also say 4.75 and for actually very similar reasons is, yeah, I, I definitely could have done without the boob grabbing that. Yeah. I've never, never down for that. <laughs> what, it just wouldn't have seemed realistic enough to me if it didn't have that. <laughs> uh, but, but I don't At feel like I had once. to do that every single time. Or almost <laughs> Literally every, every time. time. Yeah. Every time. But, um, but yeah, I absolutely would recommend it. It was wonderful. I think I just, I would put it on an absolute must-see list. Yeah, 4.75. It's amazing. Yeah, I I think it's really good. Um, Yeah, I think that music video opening is maybe slightly questionable. Uh, I enjoyed it overall, but yeah. And then I just, I want to see a movie like this that actually explores the themes that are kind of inherent to it that are mercifully skipped over because if it's not written by queer trans people then it wouldn't be good but anyways yeah i I'd, i think a perfect movie for me would be this that does explore those themes but this is
near close. So uh, yeah, four point seven five. You're gonna bloop that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the music video opening. I will give it that it allowed it to be ambiguous on some things that matter later. Yes. Uh, and and that it might be harder to do without that. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was mushy enough to make the mix circling back to the end. Uh, not mushy as in romantic, but mushy as in, you know, ambiguous, like not concrete, circling back to the end. And then you can kind of go back to the beginning and, and watch it with a different uh, lens, a different context. So pluses and minuses. Yeah. Next time we will be watching a Russian movie from uh, Guess What Studio and um, it involves a horse. Okay. Okay. Huh. okay. <laughs> I have no idea. So if you aren't sure either listeners, I'm, I'm with you there. Only true Soyuz Multifilm fans, fans yeah. know exactly which one I mean. <laughs> Actually, this probably the, still wouldn't for reasons I'll get into in the episode. Anyways. The regular old horse. <laughs> Just the normal horse. Yeah, that's the name of it. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And we Thank hope you you'll us. join us again next time. Yes. Thank y'all. Bye. Love Bye. you. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.